Timothy, put the cartel on! Welcome to our podcast, Timothy, put the cartel on. I'm Timothy R. Andrews, and this is my co-host, Sarah Cattell. Hello. Timothy, put the cartel on is a podcast looking at issues within hospitality, solutions, and inspirational stories within the sector. The podcast is shared on all major platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Audible. Episode 8, Open Kitchens and Feeding Communities. Today, we're talking to Lisa Carey, who is Head of Onboarding at Open Kitchens. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, nice to meet you, Bay. It's lovely to meet you, too. Lisa, can you tell us all about Open Kitchens? What is it and what do you do? Open Kitchens is a not-for-profit national food solution with... A partnership with Fair Share. It brings together restaurants and their communities to fund, produce and deliver meals to those that really need it. Open Kitchen started uh, April this year on the back of the pandemic. My sort of usual day-to-day is um, working for a restaurant booking guide, Godine, along with my MD, Adam Roberts, worked with the hospitality industry for many years. On the back of the pandemic, we lost a lot of our clients. Uh, it was a opportunity I guess for us to consider what we can do to to help during the crisis and how we can bring together restaurants and their communities to help fund and cook meals for their local communities. Um, Set about sort of bringing together Open Kitchens and Adam Roberts along with co-founder Alex Grundy created Open Kitchens and Open Kitchens was born as of the 1st of April. We set about building the website and, and reaching out to local restaurants, starting in Nottingham, reaching out to local kitchens and asking them to sort of get involved in the initiative. The way it works is that we ask kitchens to reach out to their local communities to help crowdfund the cost of meals. So kitchens can crowdfund for pound eighty-five per meal. Um, but they would volunteer their time to cook these meals, get their support from their their kitchen staff, their their chefs or teams to to sort of help pull the meals together. So the meals are produced in the restaurant's kitchens and we ask them for nutritional meals that are suitable for sort of reheating at home. And kitchens basically come on and, you know, pledge their support through openkitchens.co.uk and then set about fundraising, really. That's the initial start of the campaign is to really sort of reach out to their audience and ask them to help support cover the costs of the meals. And as I say, that's up to sort of pound eighty-five per meal, but across the kitchens that we've got involved at the moment, that's coming out around pound sixty. The price covers the ingredients. So the raw ingredients is about pound fifty to cover those initial costs. The remainder of the funds are for the PPE equipment that they'll need to cook the meals safely to help um, you know, reduce transmission. Also the packaging and the labels. Um, so that's all covered within that crowdfunding amount, really. The feedback that we're getting from kitchens, from chefs, from people that are donating has just been fantastic throughout really. You've got some pretty um, big names signed on as well. I was very excited to see what was on your website Lisa because you've got people like Nottingham Forest Football Club and you've got the Hilton Metropole in London. You've also got Flatiron Steak, uh, one of my favourite steakhouses and then you've got a video with a message from Vicky McClure. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. So confession, spent all of lockdown watching <laughs> the entire three series of Line of Duty. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely love it. And she's been absolutely fantastic. She's really sort of been a bit of an ambassador for us really, specifically in a campaign that we ran throughout the summer. We did a campaign called Holiday Hunger during the summer holidays. And that was to sort of feed children in Nottingham, specifically in Nottingham is the first sort of campaign that we did over the five weeks. Food poverty wise, it's pretty bad as, as things go. What, 8.4 million people, I think it is, across the UK sort of struggling to afford to eat at the moment. A quarter of those numbers are children. So it is a real, it's a, it's a real problem. What we wanted to do was work with Fair Share UK to help get a campaign off the ground called Holiday Hunger. Vicky McClure had, had already sort of engaged with us as Open Kitchens prior to this, but really sort of got behind the Holiday Hunger campaign. So what we did was we raised funds to cover the costs of meals for children specifically. Um, we got 11 kitchens to cook in Nottingham and we cooked 12,000 meals specifically for children um, and got them out over the five weeks on the holiday. Penny Lancaster as well, she really got behind the Open Kitchens initiative. She went down to the Hilton Metropole in London, helped plate up some meals and helped us sort of package them up and get them loaded up into the chilled vans to get them out and delivered. As for the Hilton being involved, we've had a great relationship with the Hilton brand as well across their sort of estate really. Russell, who runs the kitchen in, at the Metropole in London, has been absolutely fantastic. He's been helping replenish surplus food and cooking that into nutritious meals so he's been trying to bring the cost value down of the meals whereas we're crowdfunding for up to £1.85 Russell's been able to produce meals for less than sort of 50p because he's been able to replenish food that would have otherwise gone to landfill. Two million tons of food is wasted by the food industry each year um, 250,000 tons of that is still edible um, so there's people out there struggling for food, yet there's enough food out there for everyone. Um, so I think the key thing is for us to, to bridge that gap with the hospitality industry and tap into capacities in restaurants, kitchens to, to cook and turn this food into nutritional meals. Have you had lots and lots of volunteers from our sector helping you out? Yeah, absolutely. Initially we had, yeah, we were inundated with people sort of wanting to help which was fantastic because we needed it to sort of off the ground and now as we continue we are working with volunteers uh, sort of broken down by region um, and it tends to be people with a hospitality background but from an open kitchens perspective I would say it's helped sort of bridge a gap of nutritional meals that are available for people I mean I'm not sure if you're aware but there were people as people were sort of expected to shield through the through the pandemic they were given uh, food parcels from the government as part of the scheme but a lot of the contents of the parcels were you know separate ingredients that sort of needed to be put together and made into a meal and there were people out there that I guess unable to cook a meal whether that be through physically able to cook or whether that be through the um, equipment that they have in their house this is where we can really sort of bridge that gap in in supplying ready-made nutritional meals but from a restaurant quality rather than something that's you know full of sugar and salt this is something that's really been put together we had um we had some feedback from um a gentleman called bill who was receiving these shielding boxes he was actually unable to stand and cook these meals himself with these raw ingredients and we found that he'd been eating kidney beans on toast for weeks 
I hadn't really had a hot meal and you know it's just to be able to provide a meal from a restaurant to Bill um, was was amazing a, a great feeling and he was you know obviously over the moon that he could just get something and put it in the microwave and become part of the scheme. There's a lot of companies out there right now who do food packaging and everyone went to take away, everyone went to deliver it. Hey, we all get those those emails right about, you know, packaging and equipment for our industry and we all we've all had the emails going, "Hey, we've got 50 billion in stock of this certain tub and this for your takeaway." Those companies are doing very well. Um is it too much to ask that those companies give a bit back? We know how much they cost per per unit and we know how much we get charged per unit chuck some the right way it's all exactly is there a company out there that will donate packaging um to you lisa and to to every other um fair share project that's going on i think i think you should i'm saying that to you as an industry packaging industry listen up that's what i want you to do i think that's a good shout absolutely overall it could bring the, the cost down per meal which means we can cook more we can get kitchens to cook more for less money uh, the more we can bring that that one pound eighty five down, the better. Just means we can keep cooking. Absolutely. What other areas other than Nottingham are you working in now? So it started in Nottingham, and then we reached out to Sheffield, um, Derby, Leicester. Um, we've in London, Bristol. Recently moved into Cardiff, so in Wales. Um, Liverpool in sort of six months and we've got 50 kitchens now involved across the country um, we've raised over 340,000 pounds now which is the equivalent of 180,000 meals so we're, we're sort of spreading out now um, and it's just I guess you know we need to sort of get us into all the different regions as, as quick as we can to help you know fight this food crisis. How can people get involved? So any kitchens can sort of get involved. It's a case of going on to the website, so openkitchens.go.uk, and the kitchen can pledge to cook meals. Kitchens can choose how many meals they can cook on a weekly basis and over what sort of duration of time they're able to sort of commit, really. What, what we tend to do on the back of a kitchen pledging is to sort of talk them through the kind of expectations of being involved in open kitchens how we will support a kitchen as well so um, obviously there's the fundraising obligation but that fundraising is there to cover the costs of the meals and the equipment required to cook and we, we talk them through the whole process really from start to finish it is funding dependent so they wouldn't be kitchens wouldn't be expected to cook if they don't have the funds there to do so um, which is where we would help them with the with the campaign so we talked about bill earlier have you met or spoken to or have any other examples of somebody that's also come through um, and had a positive help from you guys yes there was um, a young gentleman I think he was probably I think he was around 14 15 and he was part of a large family um, I think he had around five siblings um, we supplied them with meals and his feedback was absolutely brilliant. He, um, he said that he had never eaten out in a restaurant before, had never uh, been out as a family to eat and dine in a restaurant. So to have a restaurant quality meal at home was the best thing he'd ever had. Um, and it, it driven him to 
work hard to be able to work in the hospitality industry because he enjoyed it so much and it was just brilliant it was really nice to to receive that feedback that's yeah lisa you come across as incredibly humble but this is amazing isn't it it's just a fantastic initiative to be a part of it is something that will be a forever initiative just opened my eyes really as to what is actually going on out there and people that need the help and and how we can help as an industry. Do you think the attitudes towards feeding our communities has changed in light of the Covid crisis? I do, yeah, absolutely. I feel as a nation that we've got a lot more involved in our local communities. I'm not sure about yourselves, but my local community sort of rallied around at the start of the pandemic, sort of handing out flyers and, you know, to those that are isolating, to see if they have the provisions that they need. I mean, these flyers had a, you know, one person sort of mobile number on this flyer to say, get in touch if you need help. Um, and then we had a WhatsApp group for um, anybody that could sort of dip in and, and go and help pick up a prescription or pick up a pint of milk. I, when, I, when I listen to you, I just can't stop smiling. <laughs> no, I'm feeling like a massive, like, heart. <laughs> right now for everything you're doing Lisa (laughs) I know but it's not just me there's a lot of people behind it um obviously I'm on the kind of onboarding side of things and the the connection with the kitchens but there's a big team behind the sort of marketing behind it and obviously Adam is Adam and um Alex are very driven which is you know also why it's where it's at what's been proved during lockdown and by the hospitality industry is anything's possible anything i would agree are there people that may be listening to this that might want to donate to you is there a way they can do that make donations yeah absolutely so um donations are taken through just giving and if you go to openkitchens.co.uk you can click through to donate to the main page on there um alternatively if you have a local kitchen by looking at the map that's close to you that you'd like to donate to locally to your community, then you can select that kitchen and donate directly to that kitchen. Thank you very much, Lisa. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. Good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you. You too. Yeah, see you soon. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe and like. We look forward to you joining us in the next episode of Timothy, Put the Cattell On, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and YouTube. Put the cartel on! This July 4th, celebrate the spirit of freedom and comfort with Minky Couture Blankets. Wrap yourself in the softness of luxury minky fabric as you cozy up under the stars and stripes. Our blankets are designed to ignite your patriotic pride and keep you warm all night long. From backyard barbecues to fireworks in the sky, make every moment memorable with Minky Couture. Indulge in the ultimate comfort and style this Independence Day. Visit us at MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today and embrace the true essence of July 4th with Minky Couture Blankets. Freedom has never felt so cozy. We're Life is Good. We created our first t-shirt back in 94 when we were fed up with the daily flood of negative news. Sound familiar? Since then, our super soft tees have been helping people make positive connections, reminding us every day that even though life isn't easy or perfect, life is good. 
Today, we're serving up fresh designs daily and giving 10% of annual profits to help over 1 million kids a year. Join us at lifeisgood.com and let's spread some optimism together.